Welcome to Sporty Under 40. My name is Sam. My name is TJ. And today we're talking about our top three everything, our top three athletes, movies, um, sports moments. Um, so buckle up and get ready because it's going to be a wild ride. All right. Welcome to Sporty Under 40, episode four. Um, today, TJ and I are talking about our top three, um, top three, everything, top three athletes, top three moments, top three, a lot of things. Um, so I don't know, TJ, how are you feeling, man? I'm pretty excited for this episode. Get some opinions. All of this is opinionated, by the way. I'm, I'm really excited for this episode. Um, not that I don't love NFL draft time, but to kind of take a break from NFL draft, you know, doing prospects, stuff like that. It's fun to talk about some stuff like this that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, a lot of fun, laughs, nostalgia, kind of get a little bit of background of what me and Sam grew up really paying attention to, you know, kind of our, you know, cause like you said, it's opinionated. So it's a lot of likes going on and, you know, we're going to get feedback and it's going to, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah. Speaking of feedback, this episode is live on Twitch. If you guys ever want to be part of the action, make sure to follow Sam Manwich on Twitch. Um, if not, this episode is also going to be live on Spotify. So make sure, um, make sure you guys tune on in for that. Um, and other than that, let me, let me just do some of this. TJ, go ahead and talk real quick. Testing, testing. That's probably a little bit better. Um, but anyway, let's get started. Um, Try TJ, that again. Is that better? Yeah, we got you, man. All right. And um, let's get let's get this started. TJ, did you have a uh, a um, a trivia question? Yes, I did, Sam. I did. Okay, so um, to Sam's trivia question. I went and talked to him. I gave him a little bit of a hint because this is a very uh, broad topic. So I gave him a little bit of a hint. Sam, we're gonna we're gonna travel back to 2005. Oh, okay. The 2005 Orange Bowl was the first college football game to feature this. There was one thing. There was something specific about this college football game, and it was the first time you've ever seen it happen in a college football game. What happened? uh who played okay this might give it away a little bit but i will give you this hint the game was oklahoma versus usc okay i'm gonna take a shot in the dark i have zero idea i'm gonna take a shot in the dark i'm gonna say it was the first time a live college animal was on the field <laughs> that is a great guess and the fact that uh neither mascot is an animal kind of ruins that so no that is no no it doesn't though because um because i was thinking the sooner schooner was pulled by horses yes but that is not no that is that is actually incorrect so what is it okay so the 2005 orange bowl the oklahoma versus usc national title was the first college football game to ever feature two heisman winners playing against each other Oh, you had the quarterback for Oklahoma and Jason White versus the quarterback for USC, Matt Leinart, both reigning Heisman Trophy Matt winners. Matt Leinart, that's a name, dude. Reigning Heisman Trophy winners, the first time two Heisman Trophy winners went uh, head-to-head 
against each other. So that's your little trivia for that one. I thought that one was kind of fun. Um, but all right, man, let's get it started. Uh, do you want to pick the category first or do you want to talk first? Um, we'll just do, we'll do, we'll do category. I'll pick the category. We'll go straight into athletes. We're going to go top three athletes. This again, this is our opinion on our top three athletes. Um, TJ, start us off, man. Oh, so top three athletes. This one was hard. Um, I really sat down and when I was really looking back growing up who I really watched, who was really a fan of, um, it's hard to narrow it down. So like, I'm only going to talk about three, but I, my list does have nine athletes. So I'm going to pick one from each of the three major sports, probably my favorite from each. Doesn't mean necessarily they're my, you know, number three, but I'm gonna pick one from each sport. So starting with basketball, this one is obvious, but for so many reasons, you can't sit here and argue why Kobe Bryant, you know, I mean, come on, Kobe's Kobe, you know, greatest maybe or second of all time, maybe to one, you know, rest in peace, dude. He was just, you know, he really got my interest going in basketball. He was always so much fun to watch the clutch factor, just talented all over the place, you know, all of that. So you can't really, you know, straight away from that one, uh, football wise. Football-wise, I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite player to probably watch growing up was Michael Vick. I mean, dude was insane, you know? He had the arm. He had the footwork. He just – anytime he touched the ball, he was just a lot of fun to watch. He knew something special was going to happen. Um, my heart hurt a little bit the year he made its fantasy championship game and they lost to the Eagles. That really sucked. I wanted to see him actually, you know, get there. Uh my favorite baseball player of all time. Uh, one of them, I'm going to talk about this one. One of them uh, is Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, you can't love, can't not love Pudge Rodriguez. Really, he was one of my heroes because he was a short catcher. And I used to love catching when I played baseball growing up. You know, he wasn't tall, but the dude could do it all. And he was just, he was the man. So, uh, yeah, so my three favorite athletes I'm going to go with on all time on that list. Kobe Bryant, Michael Vick, and uh, Pudge Rodriguez. So, uh, Sam, talk to me. Who are your three favorite athletes, pal? Um, it's funny. So, again, we are live on Twitch, and Roldy, um, Roldy, one of our friends, actually named one of mine. Um, for those who don't know, I actually ran track in high school. Um, I ran it. I ran track a lot of because I was depressed. Um just because I wanted to get away from the issues that were going on in life. And I fell in love with running. I fell in love with competing with myself, dude. Um, so one of my um, favorite athletes, my top three favorite athletes is, um, is Hussein Bolt. Um, I think Hussein Bolt is, is it one, the most athletic person that we're ever going to see. He's the fastest guy. Um, I have this internal debate with myself of like, will athletes out compete with each other at some point in time and things like that. And, and I don't, I don't know, but, um, but I do get, I get excited watching Hussein Bolt. I, I love, loved everything he did on the track, off the track, everything like that. Um, I did move to basketball next Michael Jordan. Um, I think Michael Jordan's just, there's nothing against Kobe. Kobe is one of the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan's one of the greatest of all time. And LeBron's one of the greatest of all time. Like there's no denying that. I just think, I just think Michael Jordan is, is, um, I just think Michael Jordan is really 
just talented. Um, I think he's a dog. I think he competed on the court in a way that was just like never seen. Um, you know, he had to be on the court for the Bulls to win a lot of the time. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think, I think Michael Jordan is there for sure. Um, lastly, um, I didn't really start following LSU as hard, um, until like 2012, 2013. Um, and that's when I really started to get excited. And for that reason, I actually picked, picked Patrick Peterson. Um, Patrick Peterson kind of started the mentality of wearing number seven and that it's an honor to wear number seven. And now LSU actually continues the legacy of seven. And the next guy wearing seven actually is actually Derek Stingley. He's going to be a beast in the NFL, but he just got announced today as the next number seven. That was just today, right? I was, mm-hmm. ask, I was about to ask you that. That's pretty Yeah, cool. it was just today. So, and, but the thing about Patrick Peterson is actually why he's one of my favorite athletes is because he's super, he's a trash talker and he fights people one-on-one. My favorite matchups were always him and Megatron. Um, I tried to do everything I could to go watch the Lions play um, the Cardinals one year because I was like, this is going to be one of my favorite games. Patrick Peterson's point of view on um, on Megatron actually became my screensaver for some time because I loved the mentality against going up against the best wide receiver of all time. Um, so that's where that's why I picked Patrick Peterson. He's a beast, dude. He's my favorite guy. Really cool. I love that list. I really do. You know, it's hard to like I said, it's hard to really narrow down to uh, your three favorite athletes because I mean, with, with guys like us who love sports i mean you just you have so many reasons to love so many athletes so i like your list sam like, you know usain bolt that dude is dude is an animal he's not of this world like he really is but i like your list man that's awesome thanks man. um all right so let's go ahead let's jump right into this next one sam your top three sports movies top three favorite sports movies easy dude easy football I mean, not that we're doing it by sport, but remember, remember the Titans, remember the Titans is a great movie for football, but it's also a great movie for breaking down racial injustice um, and what it was actually like back in the day. You know what I mean? That was a real, that was real stuff going on. Um, Coach Carter. um, God, I love Coach Carter. Samuel L. Jackson in that movie just, just gets me, dude. You know what I mean? Like just gets me. Um, honorable mention is probably Friday night lights. Um, Friday night lights is a great one. Um, but my all time favorite movie, favorite sports movie is actually Moneyball. Um, great movie. Moneyball is part of like, I, I didn't, I watched Jerry Maguire before I started getting into getting into my degree of sports management. And I was like, Oh man, that's really cool. And then I watched Moneyball and I was like, this is why I love like sports analytics. Like it's one of my favorite things and it's proof that uh, you know that stuff works you know what i mean and so i was like man i love moneyball i love that stuff yeah um roldy in the chat just put his three favorite sports movies of all time in this order draft day is his number one sandlot and then rudy all three great movies um you know as 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 much as people like especially like our buddy jake who's in the chat talking saying draft day is trash i really like draft day draft day is a great movie to me like i really enjoy it i think it's i think it's great now that trade whole thing is that realistic hell no but it's it's fun it's good times um so my three favorite sports movies so actually sam um two of your three that you mentioned are in my honorable mention list um and that's what's crazy about it you know another honorable mention mighty duck series obviously oh my god 
the bad news bears you know the final season if nobody's ever seen it it's a baseball movie it's a great movie um so my three favorite sports movies three is remember the titans obviously such a great movie just everything the football to the you know reaching into the problems of the past uh and then it's a comedy it's such a it's such a great story and they did such a good job denzel washington like it's just it's such a great movie um my second favorite sports movie of all time and i'm surprised you didn't say this is miracle i love miracle oh you're talking about the hockey movie Yes, okay. about the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. I was waiting for you to say like Miracle, like, I don't know, like Miracle in the outfield. You know what I mean? I was expecting like no, a baseball that, movie. No, no, yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm so, thinking Angels in the outfield, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Miracle, I mean, at the end, you know, spoiler, obviously, because it happened 40 years ago, uh, when the game ends and they beat the Soviets, like, I still get chills watching this movie. Like, I know it's going to happen. I've seen it. I don't know how many times, but I still get chills. Such a great movie. Uh, but my favorite sports movie of all time, it's, this is just a given, you know, me being a baseball guy. I've loved this movie since I was a baby is the Sandlot. I mean, you cannot not love the Sandlot, you know, whether you're a sports person or not, the Sandlot is such a great movie, you know, up and down the spectrum, funny, funny story, you know, just all of it. It's great. So the, and it always has been. You know, in the 27 years of my life, The Sandlot has been my favorite movie, and there's no denying that. Yeah. No, man, that's awesome. Um, next one, um, we're gonna save we're gonna save our championship memories for last. So I'm gonna skip okay. that one, and we're gonna go into um, the best sports moments. So this is different than championship memories. This is best sports moments best sports moments and so this one was harder than the athletes to narrow down because there's so many so many that i can so vividly remember um honorable mention sam do you remember uh the year the cowboys uh tony romo's i think it's his first full years of starting when we went 13 and three uh do you remember romo threw five picks against the bills and they were down 24 to nothing it was a Monday night football game and they came back and won 25 to 24 with like 20 seconds left. They onside kicked it and uh, ended up getting a field goal to win. Like that, I always remember that one. Um, I actually was in person in Lubbock at Jones at AT&T Jones field for the Oklahoma, Texas tech, the Mayfield Mahomes shootout game. Oh, that's cool. That one was super cool to be there. Uh, but my biggest, uh, my biggest honorable mention sports moment, Jake, you're going to love this one. Picture this 14 seconds left on the clock game is tied six to six. It's the 2008 C team volcano Vista and Cibola matchup. Gabe Griego comes in. The play was 0-27 counter boot right, which was supposed to be a rollout pass to our tight end in the end zone to win the game. This play went so wrong that our guard and tackle on the right side that are supposed to be pulling away from the play end up becoming the lead blockers as Gabe cut back reverse field 
and dives in, hits the pylon as the clock hits zero, and we win 12 to six. You know, yes, it was C-team football. Yes, it was our freshman year of high school. But that is something I will never forget as long as I live. It was such a cool moment, such a cool memory. Uh, the previous season, when our high school was only freshmen, uh, they ended up losing, I think it was like 24 to nothing to Cibola, and Cibola was running the score up, throwing a Hail Mary at the end of the game when they already got the game in hand. So we were let know, we were let know that even though we were freshmen, this was our game that we could not lose. And so that was such a crazy game. And for it to end like that, a lot of fun. It was great. But I'm sorry, Sam. Let me get back on schedule. My number three sports moment that I'll never forget was Emmett Smith breaking uh, the all-time rushing record. And the reason why I remember this is because I was watching it on TV and I was so upset when he broke it because I was in Arizona watching the Cowboys and Cardinals the week before, hoping that he would break the record right in front of me. Oh, that's hilarious. That's really funny. funny. Uh, the number two sports moment of all time was Kobe's final game. Um, that was something everybody tuned in. Whether you're yeah. a Kobe fan or not, you tuned in. And watching him just ball out. Oh, my God. That was, that was so amazing. Um, my number one sports moment of all time is the 2016 World Series Game 7 between the Cubs and the Indians. That was just such a – I mean, what a game. It was back and forth. It was intense. It was filled with emotion. It was just, you were on the edge of your seat the entire game, whether you were a fan or not. Like, if you're a baseball fan, that's something you will never forget. So, yeah, those are my three favorite sports moments. Um, Sam, let's let's hear yours. Yeah, man. Um, I'm going to start off with my my nostalgia. You know what I mean? My throwback. Um, the year was, like, 2010. Um, again, I mentioned earlier in this episode, I ran track. Um, I really loved track. Um the year was 2010 and we actually went out to Berlin and Berlin at the time was like some of our biggest rivals, um, in football and just in everything like screw Berlin. Um, now I don't care as much screw, screw Cibola and screw Cleveland. You know what I mean? Um, that was our sophomore year, right? That was our sophomore. Yeah. It was our sophomore year. I had just moved up to varsity. Um, I was a distance runner and I was running uh, the two mile. Um, and I went into that meet and they were like, Hey, two miles going to be first. So, you Sam, you're going to run and you're going to have all day to rest. And I'm like, awesome. So excited. Um, and then they said, Hey, they changed the schedule two miles last. And I'm like, F. Um, so I remember I was, my coach wanted to let me leave underneath the bleachers all day because he didn't want me to get sunburnt. He did well, like drain my energy from the sun. So I was laying on a pole vault mat all day. And I was like, this just sucks. I, I, I want to eat junk food. Um, you know, again, I was on varsity. So I was like, I don't care about winning. I don't care about losing. I just want to, I just want to beat, like, I just want to be done with this two mile race. Right. Um, so finally we get the scorecard right before the two mile race. And they're like, Hey, we're like three points behind. Like we need to at least get second place. And, and I was like, F like, I don't want to do this. So race starts, I get on the track and it was the first time that like, the entire track team, like some old guys like Matt Sandoval, Zach Benison, and all these guys were actually cheering on the distance team for all eight laps. And it was so cool. Um, but my coach, before I started the race, he's like, Hey, um, he's like, Hey, you guys need to, um, Sam, I need you to run right behind the first place guy the entire time, the entire time I need you to run behind the first place guy. And I was like, all right, like I can do that. Like, I'm not, 
I knew I could win the race. I just wasn't worried about that. I was like, I just was kind of saving some energy, I guess. So six laps in, I'm on this guy's heels and you hear my coach. He's like, Hey, stay that guy, stay in that guy's stride. So like, literally he put his foot down. I put my foot right under his, you know what I mean? I was just on his back and you hear his coach. He's like, if he sticks out his tongue, he's licking you. Like you got to put some lead in it. And I was like, I'm in this guy's head. You know what I mean? And in the last two laps, my distance coach, coach Danny goes, he's like, all right, Sam, turn it on. And I just, whoop, and I just killed the last two laps and got first place. And we ended up winning it. And I actually didn't like celebrate with the team. I just left, got my bag and slept on the bus because I was so tired. Um, but there's a picture um, and maybe I'll find it one of these days. There's a picture of like me with the bag and everyone just like celebrating and me in the corner, just laying down. Cause I'm like, I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> like screw this. I'm out. <laughs> and everyone's got a trophy and I'm just like, I'm, I quit dude. It was one of my favorite memories because like, again, you don't see like distance guys getting cheered on, but like those points mattered. And it was so cool to see like everyone cheering together. You know what I mean? Not necessarily for me, but the bus ride back and everything. It was hype, dude. It was the best. Oh yeah. Um, that's awesome. Then my second moment is, um there's this guy Derek Redman a lot of you guys may know him a lot of you guys may not um but he's a he was an athlete back in the day um and he tore his hamstring in the Olympic qualifiers um or it was the Olympics I can't remember um and what happened is it was the 400 meter race and for those who don't know what the 400 meter race is a man's race it's a dead ass sprint for 400 meters it's tough and it's gritty and it hurts um for those of you non-mathematicians out there, that's once around the track. It's just once around the trap track. And it it's like no joke, man. And so it was really cool um, because Derek Redman was like the favorite to win this race. And so he starts running and he gets to like the 250 mark and you just visibly see his hamstring pop. Um, it just like it, he's done. You know what I mean? He was a favorite to win this race and he's done. Um, but the really, really cool moment is he actually, his dad comes down the stands. He's at the top of the stands. He runs down the stands onto the track and walks his son the last 150 meters. You know what I mean? He's pushing off security guards. He's hopping over fences. He's doing everything he can to get to his son. And I think that's a really like powerful moment for like sports yeah, absolutely. of like, Hey, in sports, it's never just about us there's so many people that help us get there and his dad helped him get there. You know what I mean? And his dad helped him finish that race. And that's the coolest, that's the coolest freaking thing. Um, my all time favorite, this is just one. I, I don't think I will ever forget. Oh my God, dude is the Minneapolis miracle. Oh my God, dude. I will like, I'm sorry for any saints fans, Daryl Roldy. I'm so sorry. Yeah hurts like every time the saints have been poised for a deep like playoff run or a super bowl they've gotten gypped um whether it was the rams or whether it was the minneapolis miracle but this was just incredible i will never forget how like audibly loud that stadium got like how how literally it's just shake like the the new orleans dome is just erupted. shaking erupted dude it was nuts i will literally never forget that like Oh my God, dude. For those who don't know, it's like a 15 yard dump off pass to it's like a curl to Stefan Diggs. They were, that would have, that would have put them like kind of in field goal range to tie. Right. Yeah. It was going to put them in field goal range. It was going to send it into overtime and the saints DB like dove and missed the tackle while the guy was in the air and the Saints safety no 
the Saints safety was like way over top and just they both ended up missing Stefan Diggs and he just takes it to the house to seal the game and it's just like oh my god dude I'll never no forget way. it uh in the chat we got a moment thrown out here Shavacado says his favorite moment uh sports moment is the 2011 Dallas Mavs beating the big three of the Miami Heat for the NBA final. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. I mean, it, it was just I'm a Mavs fan. Everybody I was love already that one, giving dude. it. Oh, I know everybody was already giving it to the to the heat. Mm-hmm. And Dirk, oh my lord, you want to talk about a dude, a one-man show just bawling. Yeah. He uh that was that I was love, so much fun to watch. Love Dirk, man. Love Dirk. Yeah, um, so it moves us into the next category. Um Second to last one, top three trash talkers. This is a good one. This is one of my favorite one. Um, top three trash talkers, man. Um, so do you have you have like a certain like you have specific people or like I, I have like lines and moments. So I have a line okay, so and I have I more moments. moments. Okay, go for it. Yeah, take it away. Okay, so I have more moments. I don't really have like necessarily people because I mean you have a lot of them, but um okay so my number three one actually just jumping right off of what we just talked about was the miami heat pep rally in 2011 the not two not three not four you know they're just going on about how oh we're just gonna sit here and win all oh, these championships yeah and then their first season that. they lose <laughs> so that one that cracked me up because i mean to be honest as a man I am a big fan of LeBron James and what he does, like as a man, like personally, the school, you know, him as a father, absolutely. As a basketball player, I cannot stand it. Can't stand it. Like I am not a fan whatsoever. So him seeing him lose was absolutely amazing to watch. Uh, Number two was just this past football season. Juju with his TikTok dances, (laughs) doing all that. When they played the Bengals for the second time, he's doing his TikTok. Still, you know, everybody's giving him crap about it. He's like, I'm going to do it anyway for whatever. And then Von Bell absolutely decletes him, knocks him square <laughs> off of his feet, fumbles the ball. Absolutely great. And he still didn't, he still didn't learn his lesson. So before the playoff game, he goes on Twitter or it, whatever it was talking about the Browns. They're the same old Browns. I'm not worried about them. They're nothing. And then the Browns absolutely clean their clock in the first round of the playoffs. So. That was another favorite one of mine. Um, the next one, and this is this honestly pisses me off that he actually donned our uniform at one point, was when T.O. got rocked by George Teague standing on the star. Yeah. So T.O. scores his second touchdown of the game. It, this is back in late 90s or, you know, early 2000s, whatever it was. Standing on the star. He scores a touchdown, runs to midfield, stands on the star for the second time. And as soon as he gets there to put the ball down, George T comes and absolutely lights him up. It makes me so mad because T.O. ended up playing for the Cowboys later on. And he was. He was such a trash talker. He was such a prick. I mean, you can't deny how talented he was. But, man, Terrell Owens was a prick nonetheless. But, I mean. Those are are good. Dude, those are great moments, dude. I like as you said all of those. I'm just reliving them in my head, and I'm like, oh my god, dude. One, so vividly, hot, huh? awesome. Yeah, yeah. One, uh, one that came in the chat was 
um, when the Ravens were beating the Titans in the uh, in the playoffs and started dancing on the Titans logo. Oh um, yeah, that, that's a that's a hurts man. You don't like it's hard for me because it's like you don't disrespect another team's goddamn logo. Like how how dare you? you? And you got to be careful about it too. Like that is, how, it can't come back to you, dude. You know what's a sidebar? What's an honorable mention? When uh, what's his name did it at Michigan versus the Michigan State game, and he just went up there and not only like he like straight decleated it. I'm sure Jake is gonna know who I'm talking about, but he literally is just ripping up the whole Michigan State logo. It's like, dude, you can't do that. Like, oh my god, like it was bad, dude. It was so bad. But um, my top three trash talkers are trash talk moments. Um, I, this is not in any particular order. Um, there's this bowler, Peter Weber. I'm sure we've all heard it um, where he goes, he like, he's getting heckled. And for the win, he has to like hit a strike and he hits the strike and the crowd just erupts. But he says this, he says like, who do you think you are? I am. And to this day, I never get it, but I say it <laughs> all the time. And I just think it's the ultimate trash talk. Um, and, and it's so funny because, because Jake like explained it to me. He's like, I don't know. Some kid was telling him like, was just like, Hey, who do you think you are? You think you're better than him um, during the bowling match. And Pete, Pete Weber hits this strike and just like turns and looks at the little kid and just goes like, who do you think you are? I am. And I go like, I don't know what that means. Like, I, okay. You know, that's cool. Um, um, my second one is Philip rivers, dude. Philip rivers is always shooting the shit is his country ass has the best trash talk dude, i like i love it dude he's sitting here and he's you know whatever he says whatever like whatever happens he, he gets up and he just but he's not afraid of who he's talking trash to and he's not afraid of who's around when he's talking trash like he did it blatantly in front of that ref that one time and the defensive lineman is like it was like the cult i think it was the chargers of the colts versus the jags and yeah, the, it was uh, Yannick Nagokwe yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. When he's walking by, I'm like, he's 90 <laughs> yards. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and like, and Gokwe looks at the ref and he's like, were you going to do anything? And the ref just goes like, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what he's to like, tell you. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> like, it just, it blows my mind. Um, and then the next one, dude, is Steve Smith, dude. Oh. God, uh, wide receiver yes oh, my god for the panthers oh, and the ravens dude not all, but here's the thing not only was he's a he's a great talk trash talker but i will never forget that revenge game he had against the um i think it was his first year as a panther um the revenge game he had against the ravens dude he puts up like three touchdowns or vice versa dude it would have been reverse. He it would have been. His with yeah, yeah. So then, so then, when he was a, the first time he was a, with the Ravens, they actually had a Panthers game, and he puts up three touchdowns. He goes ape shit, dude. Um, it was disgusting, and it was funny because my girlfriend at the time was playing fantasy football, and I was like, "Hey, no matter what, you start Steve Smith," and like to the moon, dude. Freaking Bitcoin 2.0, like, like just took That's off. Awesome. So, uh, um, so Sam, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to jump into some of these chat because the chat's going for those that, you know, aren't viewing in the chat's going nuts right now with a bunch of great moments. Uh, the first one I see Chasmus prime says the Richard Sherman. Well, oh. this was what? 2013. That's uh, a good NFC one. Championship game. 
when he's going in on Michael Crabtree. That was hilarious. That's a good one. Aaron Andrews is sitting there interviewing him and has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> who, dis- who disrespected you? We like, <laughs> no clue what he's talking about, but he is going in and just wants to say, oh, my Lord, that one was funny. Um, the next one, Shavocado says, surprise TJ didn't say Baker slamming the flag on the field. That was a good one. Um, that was a little bit of a revenge game. He actually did that because the year before, Ohio State beat Oklahoma in Norman, and uh, they were singing their fight song on the field. So that's that's where that came from. Uh, Chasmus Prime, again, him and Jake talking about when Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan got into it, dude. Throwing blows on the field. Got that into it. That was a good one. Such a great one. I, but, see, but see, you can even say the same thing. Michael Crabtree and Aqib Tlaib. When it was the Broncos Raiders, and he's like, "Oh, he, when he snatched his chain, he snatched his chain, dude." It's and like, that's what pissed Crabtree off more than anything. <laughs> he's still, you know, what's funny? He still talks about it to this day, like on his podcast or whatever. He's like, he's like, "Yeah, that fucker stole my chain, dude. Fuck that guy." It's like, it's like I don't. I mean, apparently there's like some deep backstory he talks about on his podcast of like, oh, his grandma gave him the chain or something. But he's like, "Hey, you don't do that shit, man. Like that's not yes. cool." Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So many great, so many great just trash talking moments. Yeah, um, man. You know, yeah, honestly. When T.O. was on the Cowboys, you know, oh, dude, get your popcorn up. ready. Did you ever hear the song, like the rap he wrote? Like he wrote a rap after he signed with the Cowboys. No, you like know what? About becoming a Cowboy. <laughs> but it's, but it's funny because let's just, let's just go back to the original trash talk was the Bears shuffle or whatever. Um, Super Bowl <laughs> like, yes. Are you kidding me, Bears? Like, I personally God. like the uh, the jet, the what's his name, Rodney Ruxin version in oh, the league. Shut up. Stop <laughs> the Shiva Ball Shuffle. Stop. So, oh my God, that killed Stop. <laughs> um. Well, let's get into the the last topic here. Championship oh. memories, man. Yeah. Two. No, what are we missing? I have sports fails. You told me you wanted to do. Oh yeah. Fails. Sports fails. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get I'm sorry, into I wasn't sports trying fails. to like bombard you there. I'm no. Like, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into line. sports sale fails, dude. Okay. I'm going to, I'll go ahead and start and I'll give you, I'll give you a minute to get that going. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Oh, number three. So this is number three. So classic. The butt fumble. Oh my oh, Lord. That is the only God. thing Mark Sanchez is known for now. You know, he made it to the AFC Championship game twice. He had a pretty good career at USC, but no, he is known as Mr. Butt Fumble. What he was doing, no clue. I don't even think he knows, but he did it. Ran straight into his lineman's ass, fumbled the ball. Just, oh my God, poor guy. Poor guy. My number two moment, the 2018 NBA Finals, J.R. Smith. That guy doesn't know the score, pulls the rebound down in the tie game starts running to god knows where you know oh my, like that would have been the one game the Cavs actually had a chance at winning because they were in the game other than that golden state throttled them the rest of the series but he blew it oh and then lebron's face is priceless just staring at him is absolutely priceless that's one of my that is so much that is so funny to me uh oh the biggest fail the biggest fail of all time Steve Bartman. You know who Steve Bartman is, right, Sam? No, tell the story. Steve Bartman. For those who don't know, everybody should know. 2003, 
game six of the NLCS, the Chicago Cubs versus the Florida Marlins. The Cubs are up three to nothing in the eighth inning. And they are like five outs away or something like that, away from making it to the World Series. And literally this dude, I mean, and he wasn't the only one. That's what sucks. Everybody's reaching for this ball, but he's the one that made the contact to catch the ball. He blew the pot fly. The Marlins end up coming to win the game, coming back to win the game, go to game seven, move on and win the World Series. And this is the most hated man in the city of Chicago all the way until 2016 when they actually won the World Series. Poor yeah. guy, but man, like they literally they stopped they stopped failed. selling that seat, dude. Yes, they stopped failed. selling that seat for so long. That poor man. <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast somehow, brother. I feel for you. that sucks. It's it's like a it's like if you've ever seen How I Met Your Mother, like the uh what's it what's it called the Jinx or whatever, and and every time somebody leaves the room, they become the Jinx, and something awesome happens. It's like that's that guy. You know what I mean? Like that has to be that guy's life from that point. Poor guy, dude. It's so Um, sad. So sad. So, so my three, um, this was just the first thing that came to mind when I, when I did my sports, my top three moments was Nick Young's celebration about (laughs) shooting the three. He shoots the three, (laughs) turns around and he's all, he's all, I got ice in my veins, dude. I'm a legend. And then just rimmed out (laughs) and just rims out. And he turns around like all shocked. So, like me it's like dumbass dude you stupid guy um my this is this is this is similar to yours antonio brown dude good god like oh my one when he punt returned it and hugged the pillar or the uh the touchdown i can't even think of the name right now the touchdown i know what you're talking about he hugged the pillar and kicks the the girl like the girl's on the other side of it and just drills her um one two the dude punt returns it and then kicks the cleveland brown punter in the face yes he goes to jump it and i don't know what he's doing and then he panicked and just boom right like square in the face and then after that any the entire time between becoming a patriot and after oh. being a Steeler, all the bat shit crazy that he did of throwing was a bad year for antonio brown throwing throwing mattresses out the window lighting things on fire like just bad year then at, before becoming a buccaneer did some similar stuff threw dildos at his ex-wife and all this stuff it's like oh my god dude like you need to chill 2020 was a bad year antonio brown started a year early and then so 2020 um, just made it worse on him and then this is this is my biggest like sports fail but it's so funny it was the pro bowl i think two years ago um, Jamal Adams was a jet at the time and the Patriot, the new England Patriot mascot was like taking pictures with the fans at the pro bowl. And Jamal Adams is like, yo, fuck this guy. And he, he like sets the mic down and he tackles him like jokingly. And he broke the Patriot mascots arm. I like, know that, <laughs> yeah, dude. He broke the Patriots mascot arm. It's like, dude, come on. Like that, like, that's it's just, mascot. Your, that's just you or me being in it, like being in a suit blindsided by jamal adams like are you kidding me so that's that's one of my favorite ones dude like when that happened dude 
because I was like, I was watching it live and I was like, oh, that looks like it hurt. And then like Patriot is like down. Yeah, he's like down. He's all like thriving in pain. Like, and everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Real funny Jamal Adams, real funny New England Patriot gets x-rays and the New England Patriot was thinking about like pressing charges and stuff. It's like, oh my God, dude. It was just so funny. Oh, that that is good. That's good times. Good times. Oh, I'm so happy you reminded me about biggest sports fails. All of those. Yeah, because so I mean, you brought that one up, and I'm kind of like, I really wanted to go over this. Oh one. God, man! Thank you for reminding me. Holy cow! Um, last one, man. Championship memories. Oh God, <laughs> this is this is the creme de la crop, dude. This is the thing I've been waiting for. I yeah. love this one, man. This this one will be fun. Um, right, want to start? No, you, all all you, dude. I want to close it out. Okay, you want to close it? Out? Okay. Um. Top three, and this this one was hard. You know, this one was really tough to find good ones. So I think uh, so. Number three is kind of a two parter for me. Um, the so part A of number three was the twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen maybe college football playoff game, uh, Clemson Alabama when Clemson won 34-31. A good one. Is that the one where Deshaun Watson threw the the touchdown pass with like four seconds or something? Yeah, it's a Hunter Renfro. Oh my God, such a good game. Like, I I really cannot stand Nick Saban. Like, I'm not a Nick Saban fan at all. I don't like Alabama. But it was one of those games where you're sitting there watching this, like, it's going to suck for whoever loses. Like, Mm -hmm. I really felt, because that was such an awesome game to watch. I mean, just as a football fan, sitting down you're on the edge of your seat you know even if that is not your team that was such a fun game that was a great game back and forth physical like you can just see the grit and the fight in all of those all those dudes like there was no quit in them that was such a great game um so and then the reason why i'm gonna say part b on this one is another clemson alabama game it was trevor lawrence's freshman year uh even me i was saying before the playoff, well, after they announced, because the semifinals were uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Oklahoma and Alabama. And as much as I was a fan of Clemson at that point, not like, you know, they're obviously not my favorite team, but I, you know, I was a fan of Dabo. I just, that was, they were saying, you know, that was one of the best Alabama teams you've ever seen. Yeah. And I was like, the only shot at going, uh, Alabama going down, in my opinion, is if, Oklahoma could figure something out and outscore them because Oklahoma's defense was terrible. But if they can score enough points, because I really didn't think I, Notre Dame had no shot in hell, but I really didn't think with a freshman quarterback, you were going to see them be able to take Alabama down. But holy shit, they whooped Alabama. Trevor Lawrence had other plans. They played lights out. Trevor yeah. Lawrence played lights out. Like, that was such a, that was just such a shock. You know, as much as I was rooting for Clemson in the game, it was such a shock to see. So that one was, you know, great championship memory. You know, that obviously ended up such surprisingly that ended up being Trevor Lawrence's only title. Um, so my number two, all the way back to 2004, starts in the league championship series, the Boston Red Sox coming back down from three games to none. Yeah. Three games to none, 27 outs away from elimination. And they come all the way back, beat the Yankees against the Yankees. Nonetheless, like that would have been a cool feat. 
if it was against any team, but against the Yankees more than anything, that was insane. And as soon as they beat the Yankees in the seven-game series, I was like, there's no way they're not winning the World Series. There's no way. And sure enough, they swept the Cardinals. They finished on an eight-game winning streak, uh, breaking the 86-year curse, the curse of the Bambino. Uh, great championship memory for any baseball fan. So yeah. much. like That was just so much history and just all coming full circle. They've actually won three titles since then now you know so much fun uh and my number one championship memory actually is probably surprising is a basketball one was the lakers celtics nba finals in 2010 yeah so two years three two years prior the celtics beat the lakers in six the year before the lakers beat the magic in four and then here comes a rematch you know kobe Powell, kevin garnett ray allen paul pierce what a series all yeah. seven games i was actually on a cruise i was 16 years old i was on a cruise watching game six and seven in this hangout spot that i hung out with a bunch of kids my age and it was just it was like it was crazy because i mean i'm on this cruise with people from all over the country so it's such a healthy divide between people going for the celtics and the lakers i was obviously going for the lakers but man that was that was an nba finals to remember that will never yeah never be forgotten that was yeah. actually kobe's last title so it's a good one so remember it's a good one it's a good one man um god man this is the one i was most excited about um championship memories they're all football um i just think i there's just something about like a good football game is just being on the edge of your seat i get basketball and i get baseball like being like a series and being like competitive and having to come back and win at it and I even put like honorable mention, like the LeBron three to one against the golden war golden state warriors. It's like, that's a tough, that was a tough series. Um, and it's stuff like that, that it's like, Oh my God, dude. Like I, I, that's again, that's something that you just don't forget, but my top three sports moments. One is the Patriots pick against Seattle, or I'm sorry, top, top three championship memories, the Patriots pick against Seattle in the super bowl, that's dude. line. Yes. Oh my God, dude. So I, one of our friends, Zade is a really big Seahawks fan. And I told him, I said, dude, I'm, I'm going for the Patriots. I don't want to see Seattle win this. Um, I cannot watch it with you. And again, the girl I'm dating at the time, we did half and half. So we went to my uncle's house for the first half. We went to her parents' house for the second half. Katy Perry performs the Super Bowl halftime show. If you guys know anything about me, I love Katy Perry. Um, this, this checks back in high school. <laughs> in Firework. So, <laughs> I kissed the girl all of it whenever fun, you were in the car with Sam. Fun fact, Katy Perry broke almost every single record with that album um, for most number one singles on one album. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm at her parents' house and I'm sitting there and I see them line up to throw the ball and I'm like, oh my God, dude, this is it. Like, And right before that, you had this amazing catch by like, golden tate or something where he's oh, literally I thought on it was his locket was it, it might have been it might have been ricardo locker or tyler locket i know exactly what you're he's, talking about that he's on his he's insane. on his back dude and and the safety comes in there trying to swat the ball and he's literally just turtling it he's laying on his back rolling around and the ball just lands on his stomach and he just trolls up into it and it's like oh my god like the seahawks are gonna do it it was a two-minute drive it was incredible it's the last play they're on the goal line and then they throw the ball and then here comes malcolm butler just beaming it and it's so funny because you talk to Zayden and he goes like dude I watched the Seahawks I knew this and they had run this play so many times throughout the season and honestly all it comes down to is better coaching from Bill Belichick of like 
Bill Belichick knew they would run that rub route and Malcolm Butler just gripped it and ripped it, dude, and snagged it. And that is my, like one of my favorite moments, dude. I like, you just cannot unsee that. How do you not run the ball? And here was it. It wasn't so much the play calling. I don't mind the play calling because as I always say with sports, if if the Seahawks score, nobody's sitting there questioning the play call. They're like, Oh my God, what a, what a great play call. You know, I would have ran it there, but the Patriot, you know, that's what they're going to say. But it's just my my thing was was why were they rushing? Yeah, I, I mean at that point there was what like there's over, there's forty seconds left at least, and they're on the one yard line. They had time, you know. You're on the one yard line, obviously. I just couldn't. Uh, that's such a good one. That yeah, really is. I was thinking about that one today. It's such. I a just good could one. not believe it. Um, the next one is another Patriots. I sound like a such a Patriots fan, but the twenty eight to three game, dude. We were watching oh, it. Perfect. We were watching it with our group of friends and we we're at Zade's house actually. And we're sitting there and me and my other friend, Billy, were sitting there and he goes like, he's like, dude, I don't, I don't think Tom Brady's out of this. I said, are you kidding me? There's no way Tom Brady's out of this because again, I'm going for going for the Patriots. I want to witness history. I don't screw the Falcons, dude. I'd much rather witness the history from the Patriots. And here comes Tom Brady and just starts slinging it. And then in that same game, you have one of the best plays in Super Bowl history of Julian Edelman catching that. Yes. I I, I don't even know how to describe it. Literally inches away from the ground, just scoops it up and catches it to keep. He didn't even catch it square. Like it just, he had his fingers curled. It's just the whole, that wall in double coverage, while the ball was thrown short, it's just like Julian Edelman, have a happy retirement, dude. You earned it. Like, holy crap. You know what I mean? I, I was the same way as you, man, watching that game. You know, we, we had a, every year we had a big Super Bowl party and everybody's like, wow, you know, I can't believe that this is happening. And not for one second did I say this is over. Yeah. I'm like, no, it ain't over. You just, can't, yeah, just you sit can't tight. Out. You know, Tom, I'm like, don't be surprised if Tom figures it out. And sure enough, dude, that was something yeah. you'll never forget. It's yeah, just incredible, absolutely. dude. Um, my last one. Like, I'm sorry, Sam, I didn't mean to. No, interrupt you. It wasn't even like it was 28 to three in the second quarter. And there was all this time. There's two minutes left in the third. Yeah. I mean, time was gone. It's a great game, dude. It's uh, they, uh, I hate Tom Brady, but dude, you just gotta, you gotta give credit where it's due. Um, my last one, um, man, I, Jake gives us crap about this all the time. Right. A lot of people do as a Cowboys fan. When was the Cowboy? When was the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl? Oh, when I was two years old, I don't remember it. This was the first time I've ever seen a national championship with my team win it. You know what I mean? I watched every single LSU game that season when they went 16 and 0 or 17 and 0, however many games that were, dude. The perfect season, man. And I was just so stressed every single game because I wanted to see it happen. And it's part of the reason why in fantasy football I have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I'm like, these are my, these are the, these two guys are dogs. But just that whole season leading up to the national championship was incredible. And then the national championship, you're there and, and I'm watching the game and I'm like, dude, Trevor Lawrence is a beast. Like this Clemson defense is really good. Like it's going to be a showdown and our defense has to step up big time. And it's not an area that we did well that season, but Derek Stingley had been doing well. We still had Grant Delpit. Um, we had a lot of good guys. We had Clavion Chasey on. And I was like, man, like I, I think LSU is going to work them. And in the first quarter, they're kind of feeling each other out. And then the second quarter, and from then on, Joe Burrow just lets loose. And I was just so 
ecstatic, dude. Because again, it was the first time that I've ever watched like a, like my team like win something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. win a national title, like win a Super Bowl, like remember it. And I just remember being like so excited that night. Like even when we beat Georgia, I have a video. We have an English bulldog. I have a video of him rolling on his back, screaming. He's like, just because he's playing. But I was like, no, he's crying because LSU just beat his Georgia Bulldogs. Like, this is it, dude. And it was, God, man. That was, uh, that LSU team, I mean, to put in the most simplest term, they were scary. Mm -hmm. Scary. I mean, as an Oklahoma fan, knowing that we were going to get in as the four, I was sitting there like, oh, my God, please give Ohio State the number one. <laughs> I would have much rather played Ohio State and then we get LSU and I'm like, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Um, that team was scary. And that's really cool. I mean, for you to see your team win it. I'm still waiting for it. You know, baseball, I got it, but still waiting for you. Um, or still waiting for me. But no, absolutely. I I can I agree with you a thousand percent. That team was that team was ruthless. Yeah. Um and I, and I, before the playoff, I had said, if any team has a shot at beating LSU, it's Clemson. Mm-hmm. If, if, oh, yeah. If LSU, if, see, if LSU would have gotten Ohio State, I think LSU would have. I Honestly, I think LSU would have beat Ohio State just almost as bad as they beat Oklahoma. Like, yeah. I didn't think Ohio State had a chance. I, I thought if anybody had a shot, it would have been Clemson. But, I mean, Coach O put in, like, it's, it, it was more so, more than just, like, Burrow playing lights out that game and the defense playing really well oh was ready he he had game. trevor lawrence like figured out to a t dude yeah very it was, uncomfortable he i mean like trevor lawrence still threw really well but in the score the scoreboard doesn't reflect like how good he actually did that game because he escaped a lot of quarterback pressure and it's it's again why trevor lawrence is so impressive but there was a lot more that should have happened to that game that didn't um but um, that's it for our top three. TJ, did you want to we, – we recently did a raffle this week um, where you had to post, comment, like, follow, things like that um, on our Instagram or Twitter page. Um, and we got a winner of a T-shirt, an exclusive Sporty Under, t- Sporty Under 40 T-shirt. I don't even have one. Um, <laughs> TJ doesn't even have one. This, this is the only person who's getting one. So, TJ – Yes, absolutely. Um, we did a, like I said, we did a social media drawing um, where you had to repost our video that we posted on Sunday, follow us, tag a couple friends, you know. Um, so whoever our winner may be, I will get with you after uh, the show and we will get that shipped out to you. And like Sam said, we, me and Sam have no sporty under 40 gear. So um Whoever win, whoever the lucky winner is, you're going to be the first one to own one. Um, and, you know, as long as we keep getting, you know, followers and a lot of people tuning in and stuff, you know, we're not going to be opposed to maybe trying this again. We just wanted to give this a go. You know, we've been very thankful for uh, the love we've gotten up to this point. You know, me and Sam, we really enjoy doing this. So the fact that we get feedback and get people seeing you know, they like listening to us and people tuning in on the chat. It's, it's, it's really a blessing. So, uh, like I said, I have the names here. I have a wheel. I'm going to spin it and we're going to see who our lucky winner is. So here we go. Do you have a nice bikini for that wheel? Like you can't just dress up and spin it. Okay. And our winner is at Phillips dot 
underscore 66. That is actually my younger cousin. He uh, re follow the rules, enter the drawing. And so he is actually our winner of the t-shirt. So Philip, I will get with you about getting a shirt sent your way. Um, so like I said, tune in, join the chat whenever we do our live shows. And uh, as long as we keep, you know, building our rapport with people, we will, you know, we'll try some more things like this. Uh, Sam. It, it, okay. So Jake decides to jump in the chat saying rigged. Um, yeah. Jake never. I don't think that's how you spell rigged though. Jake, um, Jake yeah. spelled it R I G H E D. Ride. So. And Jake didn't even repost. Jake didn't that. enter. So yeah, that's fine. Enter. Um, Hey, um, thank you guys for watching as always. Um, I'm Sam. I'm TJ. Um, and make sure you follow us at Sporty Under 40s um, on Instagram, Sporty Under 40 on Twitter, um, Sam Manwich at Twitch if you guys ever want to catch any of this action live. Um, and thank you guys for your continued support. Um, have a good night.